Hello, everyone. Welcome to This One's Good. My name is Logan. Um, This is a podcast where we talk about true crime stories that I think are interesting. So today we're going to be talking about Elisa Lamb and her death and disappearance and all of the circumstances that led up to it. Um, And this case is actually unsolved. So it's pretty interesting. And if you have any opinions as to what to happen as to what happened, please let me know. I would like to know what everyone thinks. Okay. So Elisa Lamb was 21 years old. She was born April 30th, 1991. Um, and her family had recently immigrated to Canada. Um, and so she lived in Canada and they had like a restaurant open there and they owned a restaurant in like British Columbia, I think. Um, and she was a law student at the University of British Columbia. Um, and so on January 26th, 2013, um, Elisa like checked into the Cecil Hotel, also known as Stay on Main. Um, and the Cecil Hotel is like very, very predominant in true crime and supernatural stories. Um, there's a lot of people that say it's haunted, um, and that, you know, it has demons in it and things like that. Um, the Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez, if y'all know who that is, he stayed there while he murdered a bunch of people. Um, and it's just not a very good environment. There's a lot of death that has happened there. Um, an American Horror Story Hotel, which is one of the seasons, is based on the Cecil Hotel. So if that tells you anything, there you go. Um, anyway, so this hotel was... It was really, really nice when it was first built, but now that other hotels have opened in downtown Los Angeles, um, it's kind of gone down in quality, it's pretty cheap, um, and it's where a lot of people meet up to, you know, do nefarious acts or drug deals or things like that. Um, It's not known for its high quality, you know what I mean? So... um, she was staying with friends from her school. It was like a study abroad, kind of like see America senior year trip. Um, and she was staying with some girls from her class in a shared room. Um, but early on in her stay, she was relocated from the shared room that she had to a private room um, based on, quote, odd behavior. So the other girls said that she was kind of showing some pretty weird um behavior that was not explained like they didn't know why what was going on with her so they requested that she be moved away from their room and that happened um lamb was last seen in the hotel on january 31st so she checked in on january 26th she says so she was there for five days until she disappeared um her her parents their names were david and yinna lamb Um, they had been in like daily contact with their daughter. They were calling her and all this stuff. Um, and they quickly reported her missing because she had not contacted them on the 31st, which was very, very odd for her. She was, she would always check in with her family. Um, so when police, uh, began to investigate the missing persons report, they asked the hotel, workers to go and check her room and just to make sure that she wasn't, you know, just hiding out somewhere. Um, and when the housekeeping or the hotel staff came in, her, all of her belongings, including her wallet, her ID, her laptop, her suitcase, everything had been left in her room. 
Um, so nothing was taken. Like she had just like left the hotel or gone somewhere else. Um, so because of this, um, Los Angeles police, um, bulletin, like where they would talk about a missing a case that people need to be out watching for, um, mentioned that she spoke English and Cantonese. Um, she had used public transportation a lot in downtown LA. Um, and she possibly had mild depression. Um, and she could have been, um, headed towards Santa Cruz, which I don't really know where they got that information that she was going to Santa Cruz, but they just told people that. So as police continued to investigate, um, someone released a video from the hotel or gave hotel staff gave the video to the police and then the police gave it to the public, um, that showed Elisa wearing like this red hoodie, um, inside an elevator of the hotel. Um, but in the footage, she presses like all of the buttons on the ho- in the elevator, um, and like looks outside of the elevator as if she's like watching for somebody. Um, she steps back into the corner of an elevator to hide. Um, she she steps outside the elevator and like moves her hands as if she's like casting like a spell or something like that. Um, and she continues to look out of the elevator and see as if, look as if she's talking to somebody, and then she just walks away from the elevator. Um, the video went viral and sparked a lot of interest in the case and people thought that she was playing the Korean elevator game, which was a way to contact demons or spirits. Um, and so a lot of people thought she was on drugs or she was hiding from somebody. So people started to chip in as to what they thought was actually happening. So while Elisa was still missing, Um, guests at the Cecil Hotel started complaining of low water pressure in their rooms. So when they would turn on their shower, it wouldn't be very strong or their water faucet would just drip, things like that. Um, And so as more of these complaints started to come in, um, maintenance was like, okay, well, we need to do something about it. So on February 19th, 2013, um, a maintenance worker went onto the roof, which was where the water tanks are. And Mind you, like the roof, you have to have a key card to get onto the roof. It's not just an open door. Um, And there are a lot of alarms and a lot of blocking like locked doors to get to the the roof. It's not just one door that you have to open. There are numerous hallways and doors and stairs that you have to climb to get up to the roof. And so uh, like you cannot get to the roof unless you had a key card, unless alarms would go off and things like that. So the maintenance man with his key card goes up to the roof um, and he searches the water tanks, which is where all the water is held for the hotel. Um, and they're four foot by eight foot. So like they're not, they're not small. They're pretty, they're large, but they're not like huge. They're kind of compact. Um and the maintenance man searched one and there wasn't anything in there. And then he searched another um, and he spotted the um, Elisa Lamb's dead body. Um, and her clo- she was naked and her clothes were floating in the tank. Um, the worker had later said in court documents during the investigation that he noticed the hatch, uh, quote, to the main water tank was open and looked inside and saw an Asian woman lying face up in the water, approximately 12 inches from the top of the tank. Um, 
The roof had previously been searched with the assistance of police dogs, but no one had thought to check the water tanks themselves. So the investigation into Lamb's death continued uh, following the discovery of her body. Um, Entry to the roof was supposedly only restricted to hotel employees. Um, And as I said, an interior staircase to the roof had had a locked door equipped with an alarm that was said to be working. Um, and then three fire escapes also provided access to the roof. So, I mean, there were ways to get up to the roof, but you had to try pretty hard and figure out kind of creative ways to get up there. Um, father, following like investigative requests and things like that, an autopsy and toxicology report was filed and, the coroner issued the cause of death that Lamb had accidentally drowned. So on her death certificate, the cause of death was an accidental drowning. Um, there were no indications of physical trauma on her body, um, and there were no drugs that might have contributed to her death in her system. Um, the coroner report did mention, however, that Lamb was uh, pretty severely bipolar, um, and she had been diagnosed with bipolar disorder pretty early on in her, um, adolescence. Um, and she was taking medication for this. Um, however, the toxicology report came back that she had no medications in her system. So she had skipped her medication for however long, um, it had taken for her to, you know, her body to circulate the medication. So she had not taken her um, bipolar medication, um, and that led a lot of people to feel as though she could have been unstable and caused her own death. Um, And so Lamb's parents eventually filed a negligence lawsuit against the hotel, um, which was eventually dismissed and nothing really came about it. the lead investigator of the clay case eventually said that his opinion was that she fell off her medication and in her state, she happened to find her way onto the roof and got into the tank of water. So a lot of people believe that she, you know, was off of her medication and was, you know, maybe seeing things or hearing things or was not, not, was unstable, um, and somehow find her way onto the roof and then into the tanks and drowned accidentally. This is the, the case that I, this is the opinion that I believe. I, I mean, it makes the most sense to me. Um, but some people believe that she was murdered, that some, there was foul play involved. Someone got her onto the roof and drugged her or whatever. But again, there was no drugs in her toxicology. So you know, someone had to have forcefully got her into the tank, but there were no physical, like, blemishes or bruising or anything like that. So that, that theory pretty much doesn't really work. And then some people believe that it was paranormal and that there were ghosts or demons involved and that she was, uh, what is it called? Possessed or was being controlled by these demons and that they brought her to the roof. Um, and there's that television show ghost adventures. I don't know if you've watched that, but it's, it's pretty good. Um, they've done numerous, um, investigations at the hotel and they, you know, find paranormal activity, but you know, that's not very trustworthy. Um, 
but yeah, the case is technically closed because the cause of death was the drowning and a lot of people believe that she was off of her medication and accidentally drowned. So that is the answer and that is the end of this case. It's a pretty short one because it was just one occurrence and it was presumably solved. Um, so if anyone has any you know theories as to what they think happened or you know any things that they find interesting about this case, please share them with me. I'd love to know. Um, there are um, documentaries on Netflix about this. Um, and also if you have anyone has Discovery Plus, um, the ghost had the ghost hunter the ghost adventure sorry the ghost adventure show talks about this a lot and they talk about the history of the case and all that so if anyone wants to know more check out those sources um thank you guys so much for listening this was a shorter episode but i just wanted y'all to be able to listen to it and go um so again thank you guys so much for listening um and come back next week thank you guys